Welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam Morgan, who is looking directly at, well, give the listeners an insight. We've got Marcus Aurelius, we've got a couple of dry robes, becoming more, more famous, probably worldwide the dry rope now oh we said this before again another brand that's not given us any love no clearly <laughs> no one does no <laughs> I don't blame them and then um, Blue Skies it is in, in January wow nice and we touched on this last week the nights are getting longer again aren't they totally or lighter you know oh, we, we see more sky and more light for yep. longer and yep. that has to make people feel better I, I was surfing Saunton North Devon about 10 years ago and this guy mentioned to me it was about the 22nd of December it was really dark and it was only 4 o'clock and we were getting out and it was you know whatever he said after whatever date it is might be the 22nd I think or something like that you get 5 minutes of more light each day just add another 5 so today 30th of January add another 5 tomorrow and just cumulative effect of things cumulative effect cumulative effect there you go but no, we are, we, we're sat in here, we, we, we're recording the show, we've been having really good chats. Um, we've almost, we almost did a show before the show, we, we should have we just te- pressed record. We, t- <laughs> we tend to do the show before the show. We will hopefully record that show one day, because it's much more X-rated. <laughs> the show and before the show way is better way as well. Better. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how's the surfing been? Come on, take me through it. Has there been any? Not for me, I mean, not since the last show we did. Uh, this this is fascinating in a way because well we have some fairly flat conditions yeah yeah we have so that's a that's the thing we we were talking about going to the wave but not I haven't surfed since we recorded the last show which is what a week ago about a week and a half ago something like that so I've had a a very dry spell on the surfing but I've certainly had quite a few moments of accessing uh, stoic philosophy and mindfulness not just to get me through that but to get me through the challenges of life because that's what this show is about, right? We go surfing, life, life surfing, the things we learn in there, in the water, we apply on land and vice versa. But it, applying that to, I say, I hate to call it the real world, the real world that we're all, the, the matrix, that's quite common now again, isn't it? To describe it as that, to your existence in the matrix is, um, is, is, is fascinating, but it's very helpful. So yeah, that's been me. I haven't, I haven't surfed, but I've done a bit of jujitsu, Will, um, and that's certainly a lesson. <laughs> physically and emotionally um but no no surfing looked at a lot of surfboards online which tends to happen the less surfing i do the more online surfing looking i tend to do as well i know i know and it's this thing with surf we've got this thing called a phone you can go on the phone to look at surf things boards suits board shorts fins reviews videos blah 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 and and it, and it is addictive because you get a little dopamine spike and you start thinking, oh, I could ride this one here and I could do that with this. And, and, then, and then other thoughts like, well, if I get this board, it'll help me progress in this way that I'm trying to yeah. progress. And there's this kind of mind that ticks away. And you've got to be able to ask the question, well, what is, what is helpful in that part of the mind? Like, wh- what is useful in that? Well, of course, it's that getting the right gear, um, surfing the right spots and, and using the internet for your surfing is fucking useful, man. Like, my good God, like we discussed this before. Just the dawn of, of surf coaching videos in the last, you know, 15 or 20 years, when you started, did not have that no. anywhere near the access. And so you think of the positives of, of the internet and social media. It's one of those, it's, it's just, just how open and available it is Yeah, to be able to learn how to do a, a good cutback now. 
Back yeah. in the day, you just saw footage and went, "Oh, okay, I'm going to try and mi- I'm going to try and mimic what Kelly well, Slater does on a fucking I, I was 17 say, inch wide board." You know what I mean? I was going to say the same, right? So that's been one f- brilliant advancement. That if, if technology for surfers has done one great thing, or the digitized world which we live in, it's accessibility of great coaches telling you exactly how they would help do that thing or how they would learn to do that thing and what they would do and all of that stuff is brilliant because it almost felt like when I you know, when I bought that my Graham Bunt Mini Mal from Surfed Out having come back from Australia and I was like right I'm going to surf it, it, it was a secret nobody was going to tell you how to do a cutty or they weren't going to help you think about your how you apply just normal biomechanics to the thing you do in the sea or how to get fit on land. Now, there were surf books about getting fit. I had a couple like Fit to Surf and all that sort of thing, but it wasn't very accessible and nobody seemed to want it. It was a bit of a sort of mysterious world. You looked at these kind of magicians of of that momentum generation, particularly like Kelly Slater and Rob Machado and, you know, all of that kind of great crew of surfers and they weren't telling you what they were doing, you know, how how to kind of do the things that was making them look good. It was just about, it was more of a look at us kind of vibe and be amazed rather than, hey, why don't you come along and try this great thing and this is how you do it. Oh, so true, dude. And it's, it's when I'm thinking about this, it's this thing where it's why the likes of Ombi have had their success, I, I believe, um, Kel Brock and there's a few others as well who are getting really good success. Um, there don't seem to be many others following suit and it's because we we are all as humans waking up to this notion that we need help uh, and not just need it but want it. So it's 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 a joyful. It's like no, please show me. Just 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 show, I I'm I am a clean slate right now, and I hope I can part my ego to the greatest of my ability and just tell me in this next bit of video, video footage of me bottom turning. T- tell me what I can do. You know, and it becomes so simple because it's this thing where, like you said, shrouded in complexity was the eighties, nineties, and early O's where. You just l- saw people doing wonderful things on waves and, and, and so therefore went, okay, well, I'll buy that board yeah. and I'll redo it in my own way because it looks like they're doing the, kind of that. So I think I'll kind of do that too. And it's just it's just a pure guess, really. I mean, you you sort of know the basis of lean and twist and so on, but Ombi, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, should I say Clayton, raised a really good point in Ombi uh, the other day that, that has stuck with me. And it was just this bit about you don't need to bottom turn that hard and I was like holy smokes that is an epiphany really interesting and it's, it's in the last four five six seven surfs I've had recently when I bottom turned I've I've done this what, what they call like a double bottom turn have you seen that where you go once twice what that can do is it can line you up better for the section you really want to hit kind of thing it gets you a little further out in front of the of the wall of, of water behind you first as well so it means that when you do engineer the bottom turn you you you, you you can get to that higher part of the wave. But it, it's been quite a, a, a soft and, and smooth bottom turn I've put in recently. And my top turns have just had so much more flow because of it. Because what I think I was doing was, whether it was a backside bottom turn on my heels or whether it's a frontside bottom turn on my toes, I had this idea of, oh, in order to be that surfer, I want to be like really radical and, and powerful. I've got to go really hard. I've got to push really hard on this. And actually, waves are far too delicate for that bodies are far too heavy for that the rails of a surfboard are far too delicate for that it is such a fine balance between power that you put into that and finesse and so i think i was far too down the end of power 
trying to be this powerful. And of course, it's such a paradox. And so the more you try and go after being a powerful surfer, <laughs> the less powerful your turns. And so it's been really cool. Like recently, I've done these kind of turns where there probably would have been more spray. I, I've come way tighter back to the bowl because there's a smoothness to it. I'm trying to generate the, And that came from just seeing that clip. Well, I was like, oh God, <clears throat> yes. You don't have to push so hard in your bottom turns. No, it's done two things. I, I think going back to what you're saying and just the pre-show show that we were talking about, you know, one of the best, well, one of the, one of the ways for anybody, any human to get better at something is to drop the egoic sense of what they are and open themselves up to input from somebody that can help them. And, you know, joking aside, we're talking about, I'm deep into Marcus Aurelius again at the moment, which is, is a stoic philosopher 2000 years ago. He was a Roman emperor. And, um, he talks about things like, don't, do not be ashamed of help, you know. And it, it, even somebody in that uh, position was, was advising to take help and drop your um, pride and don't suffer alone and don't sit there and think, I don't need to take any advice from anybody. I am. And then you attach your egoic label to it. And same with, uh, sort of dipping into another book that we talked about before, uh, Ryan Holiday, Ego is the Enemy. and same similar sort of thing you know successful people tend to be able to uh, people who are successful over the long term tend to be able to sort of sort of drop that side of their egoic i don't need to take any help and take advice from people who can help them get better and in so doing their improvements are kind of way beyond what they could have otherwise expected but some of this online stuff like the thing that ombi is doing and and, and kale brock is doing and as you say there are others out there are enabling people to sit calmly with that and take on that advice in a fairly safe environment for themselves because they don't have to stand on a beach with somebody telling them what they're doing and so on and so forth and then go and try that. Now, the secret to it also, and I'm being on the hard end of this experience-wise, is you've got to be prepared to go and look stupid while you try those things that, you try, that you're trying to learn. You cannot get better at something, I don't think anyway, please, any, anybody can disagree with me on this, without first looking... And in, this is in inverted commas stupid. You're not going to look great when you're trying something for the first time. Um, look at skateboarders trying to do a new trick. Look at surfers or snowboarders trying to do a new trick. Look at people trying to learn something new on an instrument. You're gonna, it's going to sound crap. It's going to look crap. It's going to be a bit junky until you get it. And then all that stuff, all that time that you've asked for help, tried it, looks stupid. It pays off, and you get the flow that comes on the other side. So, yeah, you can't learn. Firstly, without dropping your egoic sense of who you are and what, what you represent to yourself. And secondly, uh, you can't then progress that learning without being prepared to, to and, and again, in, in advert commas, look or feel a bit daft. So true, dude. And when you're surrounded by either people you know or people you don't in the surf and they're watching your wave, you get such a strong insight into your own awareness if you have awareness of it. Because um, that's kind of like a funny matrixy, paradoxy, loopy thing, isn't it? Like awareness of your awareness, because that's kind of what it is. It's funny, isn't it? That there's, there's a word that we use called awareness. Well, how aware of it are you? That's kind of a, you know what I mean? So everyone has awareness. It depends on how aware of you, are you of that? And that's what we call a, you know, deeper and higher consciousness. And that's a bit of a highfalutin phrase, really, because actually all it is is just, are you present? And when you're in the ocean and you fall off on takeoff, for example, and there are people watching, or you fall off on, on a turn, or you kook a turn, or you, you just, whatever happens, you, immediately you notice it. I was at a beach uh, 
last week, yeah, the week just gone, and I went on a swell and thought it's going to be great. And of course, it was full of expectation, bad idea. And it wasn't amazing. It was it was okay. It was okay. But I knew there were lads standing up on the on this cliff nearby, and they were just watching it, scoping it out. I'd been the the, the frothing South Coast surfer who had gone up to the North Coast and was going to surf no matter what. Clearly, when you've driven around forty five minutes, you're going to go in. So I just got suited and went right. Come on, get me in. <clears throat> and my first two or three waves, I wasn't surfing very well because my focus was on how do I look on this wave based on the fact that I know some local rippers are up on the cliff and they're watching me surf and they're thinking, oh yeah, who's this? Yeah, who's this kook? Who's this knobhead who's come down and just is going in anyway, even though it's a bit meh and look at what he's doing and blah, blah, blah. And and it, it's amazing how I hold you back because it took me about a sort of fourth way, fifth way, right? just, just, just surf. <laughs> they're going to watch, they're going to watch. It was a real unique insight into just how much it can hold back your performance. But completely, there's only one way around that because we are going to be surfing with people um, our whole lives. I mean, ideally we want uncrowded waves, of course we do, but it's mostly going to involve people. It's just to raise your awareness, your awareness. It is there. You are having these things called thoughts. Be aware of them. They aren't true. They aren't real. They're just happening all the time to, to what? Well, protect you, keep you away from fear, all these kind of silly things, which of course they don't do. They, of course they make it so much worse. But if you just raise your awareness and just pay attention to your mind in the ocean, uh, take, take some breaths and so on, get back to a sort of like, well, look at the view, feel the board and just be back in the moment. Bang, you'll, you'll get that next one. And when you're, when you're so present on that wave and you're not in mind too much, you're just back in body. Bang, you'll, you'll surf really well. And you'd love, you'd love all of your surfs to be like that. Just in body, just going for it. So present in the mind, no thoughts. You'd oh. love all your surfs to be like that. But it's not realistic. It's not realistic as a human. It's just challenging. Just in general. To, yeah. to, try, and, to try and be aware of it. As you say, there's that old thing about you think it's absurd, isn't it? To, to be upset thinking some, you think that those people are thinking something <laughs> about you. And and putting their judgment on you, and they may well be. So what? That's the bit to get to, and to not let the fear of what does it look like get in the way of the brilliant sensation of how does it feel. Um, you know, how does it look is one thing. How does it feel is a completely uh, another kettle of fish altogether. Um, and those people might be thinking the same way. Sometimes it's the analogy of the old dance floor. Nobody wants to get on the dance floor and start dancing. But sometimes the people that are on there doing it, and you might think they look silly or they might are having a better time than you stood on the side of the dance floor with your hands in your pockets, secretly wishing you had the same level of confidence to go on there. Just because, and ironically, every single person who isn't is bound by the same fear of what the person next to them might think. And, And they could be having the same sense of, I wish I could do that. And so, you know, again, going back to some of this old philosophical stuff, it is inevitable that you will meet people who think some of those things about the situation or you or whatever, but you'll also meet lots of people who don't. And it's your response to that stimulus or or your expectation of what they think dicta- determines whether or not you're having a great time or you're slightly interrupted in your flow. Completely and utterly agree. I think with this thing with, that we're talking about here with coaching, with ego, with mind and, and how it works yeah. and letting go of this basically idea of you know how you look and so on it's it's where surfers have a unique challenge because i think we obviously we want we want to look better on the wave and more 
like you know have that spray and all the, well, because well why well because you will feel better when you're doing it. so really so it's just part of the same goal of course it's not about the look it's just that the look will pay off you know when you feel that good when you feel connected feel like you're flying flowing hitting clipping balancing whatever it is you're doing so we focus on that feeling but the thing with it is the look of things is still useful to access more of that feeling because mm-hmm. if you can see how you're doing something in a photo or how you're doing something in a video you can go ah oh, that arm there yeah i get it that little bend that 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 that, that. Ah, the head. Look at the head. Look where the head is when I take off. Look where my eyes are. Ooh, interesting. Ah, and I saw this from Surfline. Now, Surfline, you can look at clips of yourself. If you know when you did your wave and turn and whatever, go back and have a look. And I had one about six to eight months ago. If I hadn't seen this, I wouldn't have addressed it. So I saw this clip and I saw another one, another one, and I spotted this theme. I was like, whoa, I really look down at my board more than I thought on takeoffs. Mm-hmm. And I look at this, 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 this one little one to two meter radius of just so my nose and just just the front of my board. And look what it's hap- what look what's happening to my board when I stand up. I stand up and the board is flat. So when I stand up, I've immediately lost flow because the board is flat. You want to be on rail as straight away. You want to be. So I need to be taking off later with my head up as to where I want to go, because then. When I take off, I'll immediately be on rail and immediately doing a turn and therefore the entire wave changes. And I can't tell you how impactful that's been, but also um, how much more flow and power I'm getting. But I'm getting that. I got that because I saw footage. Now, surfers have that challenge. So I think there's this thing where, now listen, coming up on the show, we're going we're gonna to discuss uh, like coaching-y type bits. Um, nothing's confirmed on any of this yet. Um, but but uh, maybe in next week's episode or, or, or the week after we'll, we'll re- reveal more but I think when it comes to um, being a surfer wanting to get better if you can invest in getting footage of yourself and getting someone who can help break that down for you gold dust absolute gold dust what I would just say is exercise caution of having that done just at wave pools because you can become a great wave I've noticed this now I've seen this a lot now in a lot of people you can become, become a really good wave pool surfer and it still doesn't translate. It's it's um, the ocean provides a, a a much wider, more powerful canvas to generate bottom turn, top turn, which is what we're really looking for. Wave pool is is different, and it's engineering turns in tiny pockets. You get these really gentle, small, gentle and fast, which makes it sort of equally uh, challenging that way. But these little tiny, small pockets in in which to be able to fit turns in and so on so it's still really really incredibly beneficial in fact in fact more than anything else takeoff where is your head where are your eyes where are you looking on takeoff that's because wave parks really i mean the takeoff's so tricky isn't it so i i i personally that's where it's most improved my whole surfing kind of experience is the takeoff is like well, okay and you do it over and over and over again now it's different Different about like like you say ocean awareness where the wave's coming from where it's jacking up all of that sort of thing. But in terms of a sheer look and go, it's really good. Some people might disagree, but it's worked for me. It, it's huge, dude. You're you're naturally good at it. You're naturally because your 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 central gravity little bit lower. Good height for a surfer. Calling me short. What? But no, so, no. It's one of those ones where so so, so if you to if you to model. What is the absolute perfect height for a male surfer? Five nine, five ten. You look at the top, top, top guys of all time over the last thirty years. It becomes this sort of running theme. You give but me with, a few inches with, there. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing with it is, sounds, sounds a bit bad. Apart, apart from John, John, 
John John has 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 he has bucked the trend. He is six one, I think. And Geordie. Geordie different, but Geordie's never got to the very, very top. He has, he's been near there. He, he's more at the top than I am. <laughs> Just. <laughs> a little Only bit. a little margin. Only by a smidge. But it's one of those ones where I think um you do you do naturally do that really well because you have a great range of motion in your hips. You can you can deep squat so, bang so well. So when you're looking at how well someone squats, you're looking at hip function, ankle function, back function. You bend and and get low to the floor very very well. I was watching a brilliant video by I can't remember who it was like a Brazilian surf coach. He was taking people through what's called the gorilla step. It's where you have you seen He's this called Rodrigo Machado. Thank you. And he does this gorilla technique. So you, he, you he, by the way, he's really on. good. Uh, I, 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 I met one of his surf coaches when I was in Portugal quite a few years ago, and that is a great program. By the way, uh, uh, I think he's called the surf surf coach. But Rodrigo Machado, he's another one to check out. He does English and Spanish and Portuguese uh, translations of his of his program. But he's phenomenal, actually. He's another alongside Ombi. I think he's got a really good understanding of the mechanics gone. Really cool. No, I love that dude. And all it was was just, it, 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 I think it's exactly the guy you're talking about. And he did this, okay, one arm, two arm, back leg, front leg, one arm, two arm, back leg, front leg. And have it in this kind of really slow rhythm and practice this this sensation of, rather than like push, twist, land. No, slow it down a bit more. Let the board drop underneath you and just move up onto the board like a gorilla so this whole gorilla you know how they 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 bear crawl or they gorilla crawl but another term for it in fitness is is, is to bear crawl but it's interesting when i see you do that you're you're so 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 low with your hips your, your hips just move up really freely and i've had to work so so much to get more of that going now fair enough more in the other direction i've got fairly powerful hips and powerful legs once i'm on the board once i'm actually up so i've got a bit of that it's, it's, it, none of this stuff that I'm discussing here, none of this stuff would come without awareness. Awareness of where your weaknesses lie and of where, and then also aware of how you can do something about it. Yeah, and I, I think this is where you and I have been through this and when I listen to people like Clayton do it and, it, and I, I listen to his interactions with, with uh, Ant, who's, who's on the thing with him, it, it, it is incredibly triggering for somebody to tell you sometimes something, even it, even if you know, see, and often that they're the most triggering times. You, so true. You know it's a deep truth, you know. Um, so, but how you then respond to that can determine whether you make the gain from that, from the light being shone on it by somebody who can help you or not. And and I think that's where, that therein lies the key, if you like, to the door of progression is you got to face down the things that you're frightened of, almost people knowing about your weakness, weaknesses and skills. So, you know, it's like having amazing biceps but never working your legs. If somebody comes and says, you've got chicken legs and you need to work on those, <laughs> you might find it's quite triggering. And blood. But the deep truth in that is that if you then help take that help and you work on those things, the gains will be astronomical. But you can't, you're not going to improve without being accepting of your own, yeah, shortcomings really in where you need to improve so true but I was the same it's true because we label surfing I think about all the way back so many times when some some of the labels are triggering particularly how people describe are you beginner are you intermediate are you this that, that which is why we've always said really they should say how many hours have you had practice at that particular bit of your, your surfing and then it doesn't really matter there's no like I am spectacularly advanced or I'm a real beginner 
who cares? Um, so, but you have to face that down. And surfing is one of those sports or pastimes where some people get incredibly triggered if you critique their surfing. So, so interesting. It's the, it's a paradox too. The people who would need and want really deep down the coaching the most are those who are least likely to be able to access it. Not only access it just like click, click, click and go and do it, but also if they did to actually even get benefit from it. So it's a double, it's a, it's a double, it's a, it's, you're not going to, whereas, whereas those people who keep progressing, keep progressing, keep progressing are the people where someone can go, oh, by the way, mate, see how you do your hand like that? It, it actually doesn't bring the board round as quick as you thought. Like, you want to maybe have your front hand as you cut back, be actually by the nose of your board and let the board just kind of, let the rail just, and your body just as one come round and you go, oh, and then you don't oversurf the wave and you do a great cutback and it's really sick and feels good. But you, but to say that to someone who's always, oh, I always throw the arm back and they sort of look on their face and I've, and I've been with these people and I, you can just tell it's a, ooh, you know, ooh, don't tell me. It, it applies you to can all areas of life. All areas of life. But in particular, surfing is interesting because I think it's, I don't know why, it's, it's one of those sports where I think maybe it really is because of the lack of coaching. I mean, for example, in golf, you get this thing called a handicap. It's so clear what your ability level is and there's so much coaching and it's, and it's practiced by all age groups and it's not, well, listen, as far as I can tell, never been considered a cool sport. So already you've got to, I mean, I know it's, 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 there's other things to it. There's, there's yeah. a lot of pretense in golf and there's been a lot of highfalutin, you know, country clubs. I know there's, it comes with shit, obviously. But as a sport, it's sort of, yeah, you've you got to get coaching. Like, you do, how are you going to do it? Like, you haven't done the hours. Surf's weird, isn't it? Well, Surf is like, oh, I, this is what I do. I'm cool. I've got a van. Leave me alone. I come down from the city. I get to the beach. Yeah. That's what I do. I've got the stickers. Look. Look, I'm wearing the right labels. I've got it on my chest. It says Quicksilver. Yeah. Patagonia. I, yeah. Don't leave me alone. I'm going to shoot from the hip here on that one. I think there's, well, I thought about it a lot. Myself. I, and look, a lot of the time, You've you've had to have been there yourself to go through the the gears, right? I I think I've always been somebody who's happy to take input because you you've got to have a growth mindset to improve at anything. I want you know actually there's something good about saying to anybody that knows more about a subject than you, treat me like an idiot and tell me how I get good at this. There's, that's the, the, I think that's the starting path to greatness in anything. And most of the top performers in any sport, music, or the, will have will have kind of had that approach to a lot of the people that they bring in to help them and they might bring people in from other areas to help them not just in their chosen pastime but yeah there, there is a bit in surfing that because it's quite egoic because there's an image attached to it because you can say you're a surfer and that is a catch-all for everything but it becomes a label which can then feed the ego it's very unlike other sports in that respect because nobody actually then sees you do it it's all part of the kind of mystique and mysteriousness and the coolness of being a surfer so you can look like the thing without being the thing and that's just superficial isn't it uh, and then you can also conversely i see people who shred and rip and you wouldn't pick them out in a lineup as a surfer if you, you know i mean a on land lineup to say which person of this 10 group of people is the, is the shredder um because it, surfing talks to image and the sense of something and, and cool if that gives if that's what it gives you it's given me a lot of that sometimes over the years, but you ain't going to get very good at it if you don't admit that. And you're not going to make gains if you don't admit it. And, but if that's all you're in it for, hey, there is no judgment from me on that. I, I think it's an, an analogy, a comparison, a parallel, if you will, comes to mind is, is sex. <laughs> I all was right? going to use something like 
rugby or something or it, football. It, 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 ha- it has to be sex because the thing, the thing is, is you think about surf. Now, when you're out there and you're on a board, you're standing up, you're on a wave, you're performing, you're performing, right? You're doing your thing. <laughs> okay. I might know where you're going so with So you're this, vulnerable. You're vulnerable to mistakes. You're vulnerable to not getting it quite right. You're vulnerable to various things. The, the ego is vulnerable. Maybe the body too, sometimes. Bedroom, very, very similar. I think what it is, is really interesting. You couldn't get a human more triggered by saying to them, oh, well, I don't like it when you do, do that. That's not very effective. Oh, could, because it's taken not... And we say that we, we say it's taken personally, but what <laughs> we do is you go, oh, well, no, but I'm a... I'm a great lover. No, I'm actually really... No, no. Do you know what? No, no, I no, think no. I, I'm with you. You're, you're actually like everyone. You don't know until you know. And how are you going to know? You've got to find out. How are you going to find out? Destroying the ego. That's how. There's only one way. You've got to eventually go, oh, look, honey. Um, okay, well, what, what is it that... Oh, no, it's this. Oh, oh, and that was easy to... Oh, my good God. So all the fuss was this ego. But once you find out, you're like, are you fucking kidding me that I was being held back that much by my ego? In fucking joy, the most important thing in life, this thing called joy. And that's it. That's what we're after. Well, (laughs) here's where it keeps running in this this direction, is that everybody can do it. And everybody can say they they do do it. But not everybody's very good at it. And, And some people absolutely suck at it. And some people, and some people (laughs) excel at it, but you're not going to get any better at any of those things, surfing or, or or the carnal, or the carnal pleasures in life. (laughs) Surfing's like making love to a beautiful woman. Um, You're really good lover. Um, Then you're not going to get better at anything in life without practice. So, and you know, you've got to put it in and you've got to ask for feedback. (laughs) Feedback, feedback, feedback. I'll give him five stars. Very nice. Very nice. Um, we could go with those analogies for a long, long while, couldn't we? You haven't brought that stuff up for a very long time. I was just telling my parents to tune back into this podcast. <laughs> just when you thought it was safe. Just when you thought it was safe to go back to the waters of the mindful surfer. <laughs> hey, hope you're enjoying the show. If you connect with what we do here at the mindful surfer, why not share it with your friends or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. The more ratings we have, the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. Oh, guys, what an intro. What an intro. A bit of mindfulness, segment number two. Take a breath in through your nose, breathing in. And breathing out nice and slowly. And then take a breath in through your nose. And breathe out slowly. And same thing again, breathing through your nose. Really notice your surroundings if you can and breathe out. Just do one more deep breath. Hold your breath at the top. Tends to raise awareness really nicely. So take a breath in through your nose. Hold your breath for 10 seconds. And breathe out slowly. Well done. Good stuff. A certain thought that comes up a lot for me that I have in response to an event, uh, which tends to be how things can be. Sometimes thoughts come from events. Sometimes they come just on their own. Is that I I have on and off, and if you listen to the show for a while, you'll know that I've on and off dealt with inflammation in my knee 
And I manage it really well with, with, with diet, with lifestyle, with rest, with supplements, with training, mindset, probably most importantly. Um, and that's where I want to go with this because I think that as surfers who are all getting older, we want to be able to keep it going. Uh, at least most of us, I feel like, and we want to be able to keep it going for as long as possible. So you sort of ask the question, what can we do to keep that going? To, to not just be a surfer who surfs way into their 60s, 70s, 80s and so on, but actually someone who enjoys it as well and doesn't just go out and surf like fucking on my back, my knee, my this, but actually goes out and, and f- can find a real joy in it at, at the same time. And one of the biggest and most important keys with that is how we interpret. Um, when I have my knee, I find it most interesting that I now can really spot just how much it used to hold me back from actually finding the solutions to it. It's, it's really interesting how the mind works. It's sort of, it, it thinks it's helping you out by creating these worrying pictures about what if this and what if that. And of course that'll be helpful and that'll get me doing stuff. That'll get me solving it. That'll get me finding the right people, the right resources. To... <laughs> it's just like, and of course it's exactly the opposite. It does nothing but of course make things worse until you raise your awareness of that and go, right, okay, I'm aware of this mind, this nagging mind that's annoyed about this injury. There you are and breathing through it. And in a karma state, you go, oh, it's that. It's, ah. And for me, my recent discovery, again, is just that on backside, it sounds really peculiar. And most people, a lot of people would be able to say to me, oh, mate, it's not that. It's this. Well, okay, fine. Everyone's got an opinion. Every, opinions are like ourselves. Everyone's got an opinion. Fine. This isn't the point in what I'm saying here. The point in what I'm saying is about the awareness. But I, when I go left, I, I really try and crank my turns off the top because it's what I've always done. And I sort of, have this certain turn I can do where I drift the tail off the top. But if if the water holds a bit longer and it's a quite a flat-faced uh, turn as you've got speed into that bowl, you can sort of end up pushing really hard into the board without a lot, not, without a not, not a lot of give, if that makes any sense. You're not rail surfing at this point. You're going round and rail, round and rail. You've all seen it. It's that, it's that lip, it's that tail drift. Okay. And I hit it and I do a tail drift. Okay. In our previous swells, what had, what had aggravated my knee was doing this over and over and over without really the board releasing that much it was quite sticky off the top and when i look back at it, it's like what if it's the fins i'm riding these really slightly stiffer upright fins and you go oh right the last two days i've been surfing hitting quite a few lefts quite a lot no need no knee pain because i've put in a, a bendier fin a more raked fin for a more drawn out turn and then I'm like, oh, and my knee's not even remotely sore today. And it's this thing where I, the point in that story really is not really the details, although you might want to take those on. I think if you've got a, an ankle or a knee or anything that's going on, if, if, you've got a, if, a, if you've got a board or a fin that will be a little softer on the body, listen, go ahead. I mean, that's just obvious, right? But the story is just really about how you will continually make these great discoveries when you're in the right place. That's all it is about your body, about your mind, about whatever it is. If you, but if you just have a practice of awareness, the answers tend to come to you because let's be honest, when have we ever, any of us, found a solution to anything when we're not feeling great? When you're feeling a bit tired, a bit ropey, a bit like pissed off or something. When do, when do you just suddenly bump into tom- someone that tells you something? Or when do you just suddenly have an epiphany? When do you suddenly eat the, the, the right food instead of the wrong food? When do, when do any of those things happen when you're in that state? And then you go, right, well, in order to get back into that great state where, where great discoveries are made, how do you get into that state when you don't feel good now? Well, that's probably the art of living, isn't it? And so what you've got to be able to do is you've got to be able to accept what you are feeling at that time. Because if you don't, it will go on and on. If you truly do, at the deepest level possible, you will notice it. Because you'll just feel lighter. And you'll be like, ah, oh, it is what it is. I feel lighter. Wow. And then that 
happens and then bang, something comes, something happens, you meet someone, this da, 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 or something, you discover something, da, 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 and bang, you're finding your, your solution. And this is what we discussed before. This is this quantum realm, this quantum realm of changing and shifting your vibration and things just bang, pop, come. It's the Einstein quote, you know, not, not everything that matters can be measured, not everything that can be measured matters. It's like the so much of what matters, this experience of vibration in life, can't be measured. You can't measure that shit. You got, it's a mystery. You don't... I mean, Joe Dispenza and people <clears> we discussed before are, are measuring it. Yeah. In, in, a, in a way, aren't they? They are. And I'm sure Aurelius has even they, well, talked a bunch s- about this kind of stuff. I was going to say the very same thing. The, 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 there is almost nothing in this experience of life that hasn't been felt or indeed sometimes written about or worked out before by people who lived thousands of years ago. And we expect that we just have this onward march of progression, that we know loads more now, that we are more advanced, that we have access to the And in fact, we know, at best, we know the same. At worst, we've done nothing with the advice that these people were trying to give us 2,000, or give themselves, actually. I mean, one thing about this Marcus Aurelius thing, because there is a point in this about um, relating it to those situations. And, and there's a lot in like philosophy, uh, Eastern and Western, and even mindfulness and all that sort of thing, about you know, letting things happen, the universe, but also, and that, that nature has things intended for you. And as they, those guys would have said, but very much that each experience negative or otherwise, but particularly in the negative ones, in the harshest ones. Um, and again, why did I go back to reading this? Uh, well, partly was because work has been incredibly stressful. I won't go into the details of it all, but there are challenges that come up from situations that when you go back and you see that it's just a moment in time and actually in the grand scheme of time it is not even a it's not it's not significant in the slightest it will be forgotten instantly not just by you but certainly by everyone else and so all of these things don't matter but as um people like epictetus and marcus Aurelius would have said is that the, the the more difficult the sparring partner in your experiences of life the better able you are then to deal with the next experience that might might be negative and the same happens for surfing so if you've got if if something is giving you pain or something is giving you an experience that's negative you learn from that and the more intense the pain and the more negative the experience you if you sit back and you're able to sort of just step out of the stress of the situation you can learn intensively from that experience um uh, but it's it's stuff that people have been doing for generations. We just think we're very we think it's only happening to us, but it's happened to everybody, um, and will continue happening to everybody. As going back to the quantum realm, will is because all of that stuff is still here. We we are all part of the whole. We are all interconnected. Everything has a connectivity to it, and 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 again, that's why you get these kind of. Uh, lessons and then why you get these breaks and why you get these lessons and then you get these breaks and you can apply that to almost every aspect of your life uh, if that's not too deep but the one thing I really took out of it from looking back at this stuff as I say from just just dipping into it from the even from a work perspective rather than a surfing perspective is you you can only fight as well as you train that we've said that before that was a quote maybe from Mike Tyson but it's in from this kind of philosophy that says that you know your sparring partner uh, metaphorically or physically will determine how well you can fight and see that see it as less of a dance and more of a kind of so what Marx really says life is less of a dance and more of a wrestling match and be prepared for it well put my man yeah have you had anything on on body recently well that you've noticed about yeah completely I mean this relates to it right so just what we were saying at the beginning I'm surf very much mm. so 
Uh, well, I say not very much. Challenge in itself. Relative to my surf life in the last sort of five years, I haven't surfed for it. You know, what, one week, two weeks feels feels like a long time. But you combine that with uh, travel, sedentary. Travel is sedentary. Train, taxi, car, whatever you're doing. Uh, you combine that with work, sedentary. If you if you if you're working on uh, like desk based projects and you you you're driving um, teams and spreadsheets and all that sort of thing. Um, it, it's it's very sedentary, so it has a negative impact on your physical well being. And uh, again, we talked about this last week. If you if your physical well being is impacted, you can be sure as hell that your mental is going to be impacted as well. So my work ons really have been very much around how do you not completely let the the the, the physical gains of being able to access surf go while dealing with the day to day reality of having to keep something else progressing, moving alive or you know so so, so th- those hacks that we've done have to come into play however and this is where you uh, have to beg forgiveness as a human is if i'm if i'm really honest with myself the last two weeks have been worse diet not terrible not back to the old days but worse diet increased drinking more sedentary and therefore i've felt that more intensely when i've gone back to trade so yesterday Time of record. We record this on a Monday. I go to train with ads at Mara Jiu Jitsu on a Sunday morning, and I felt brutalized. Um, not just because it's a massive learning curve for me, but because I haven't, I wasn't fit. I wasn't feeling as energetic. I wasn't feeling as strong. I wasn't feeling as tuned in. So afterwards, I felt amazing, but I was subpar because of all the things I've mentioned. So. But the awareness of that means that I won't let that continue forever. And you have to step away from even things that are in inverted commas, serious, need attention. Because in the grand scheme of things, nothing is that important. 100% and well put, my man. There was, there was something that came to mind as you were talking about having not been in the water. Um, and it's the, it's the ultimate challenge of any surfer is, 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 is not being in the ocean. Of course, it's, it's, it's dead easy to just surf surf isn't surfing great oh surfing great oh great great of course it's that's fantastic all surfers are eventually going to have their breaks whether it's to work money time injury family death whatever <laughs> um it's it's just inevitable that you're going to have time out of the ocean and time out of the ocean is also trying to reflect but also there's so much you can do like surf skates unbelievable tools to keep those those body movements alive keep that synaptic relationship between your brain and your body alive in terms of how to move on a board and how to twist and bend and bend the knees and use your arms and look around the shoulder at cutbacks and all these things. And the other one is, is one that comes to mind from, from Kelly Slater. I remember watching him in a video. I can't remember, can't remember how many years ago it was, but I always remember it. That he, before events, um, would even, let's say, at someone at JB, it's quite profound this. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show before, but he would not go, get on a surf skate or, or, or get an elastic band or, or start doing certain movements. He he said he would get up on, on his sofa and pretend that the sofa was kind of on like the wave this this because it was obviously squishy the 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 padding of the seating and whatever and he would just visualize and feel what it was like within his mind to see that rail moving back across the water and then bringing it back off the the foam and do it over and over and over and over and they said he started to notice that the more he did that the better he served so it's it's mental to think that you can do a mind based training exercise yeah. of just just close your eyes and just see the lip. Okay, now bring it back. Now bring the rail back. Da, da, da. Do it again. Do it again. And if you just did that once a day, plus a little bit of surf skate, 
you get back in the water. And I go as far as saying is that is this. There's a theory in school of thought that says you could become better at surfing that wave the next time you surf than if you had actually been surfing, surfing, surfing. Of course, there's no replacement. <laughs> uh, Let's not imagine that, you know, uh, masturbating over, porn- <laughs> over, over pornography. If I say it all very in a really posh accent, hopefully I get away uh, with it. Masturbating <laughs> is going to be better than the real thing. But, well, it's just to say that it is there. I think the visualization thing, uh, I, I, I buy into hugely. Why not, firstly, right? So, because your mind is thinking about it, your body's reacting. And weirdly, the people that sometimes have said to me, don't be stupid, you can't, you know, visualization's a load of nonsense, blah, blah, blah. And the very same people who will catastrophize situations in business or life. So they're happy to continually be in that cycle of negative, essentially it's negative visualization, fear, anxiety, what might happen in the future, but will uh, almost kind of dismiss the idea that you can improve it. At something through visualization and and if you are going to spend time thinking about something in the future that isn't happening you can at least try and switch to a channel that's showing some good stuff like being <laughs> kelly like slater sur- like surfing J bay really like that dude turn it oh turn the uh, turn your mind tv over if you are in your mind I, i've done it a lot with with cutbacks but i know i need to do it more we've all got so much room to improve on all these areas and you so much you can do if you're not surfing right now to get better at surfing that's really that's quite encouraging because <laughs> you might have a fair bit of time at the water for whatever reason but just know you can just keep that journey alive and keep that belief alive talk about beliefs being probably the most important thing of all that you keep the belief alive that the best way of your life is right around the corner and you just keep that statement we, we're going to make a t-shirt of that one day but you know you just keep that statement and that idea and the vision of that alive and just and visualize it visualize this wave you you feel like you're going to have one day and it's just that's you, you coming around the bowl you get your next cut back in you go up the lip down the lip whatever barrel in the barrel out the barrel i don't know just keep replaying it in your head and, and the universe works in mysterious ways it will probably happen um segment number four surf media anything because uh, i've definitely got one go on let's hear yours because i've only got one and a half uh, mine's it's decent but go on carry on but is yours ben gravy no i haven't seen ben gravy fine nathan florence mine ben gravy in Canada, seeing his lifestyle unfold in that way and, and just seeing the commitment that he has to his journey and what he likes to do and what, what he wants to do and all these things. And, and at the same time, being able to, to be in the life that I have and see that and be like, really, really, no, 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 thank you at all. Because it's not to say that Ben w- would suffer from lack of well-being, but just seeing his schedule, the way you know he's constantly traveling to the next spot, to the next, you know, he's all his projects. He's a real go-getter, constantly doing his next bit and, and surfing loads. And th- I looked at it and had a real moment of like, yeah, I don't need to surf as much as that. And I don't need to travel like that. I, I, I really like, you know, my nine hours sleep and my being mostly in my hometown and, and not being on planes. And it all looks so glamorous, doesn't it? When you see people's lives, but, but when you really get to know yourself, this is great about being on a mindfulness journey. You really get to know yourself more. You, 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 you just go, well, someone will go, oh mate, wouldn't you want to, right now, go to the Maldives for two weeks. And I'd probably say, nah, I'm all right, actually. Yeah, don't be wrong. Comes a certain point where, yeah, yeah, you know, if the certain ducks are in a row and the timing's right, then yeah, I would. But it's not going to make me happier. No. It's, it's going to be different. And there's going to be, don't be wrong, huge boosts in things like dopamine and serotonin. And that gets felt as happiness. I'm not questioning that. But it's what we call pleasure happiness. And we discussed this many, many times in the show that there are so many layers to happiness. It goes way beyond just this simple 
pure pleasure aspect of things, which is, of course, where so most people think that happiness exists and find themselves in these fucking addictive patterns to food, to surfing, to alcohol, to social media, to whatever you want to include in it, because they've missed the whole point that there's a balance to pleasure. Well, they're chasing but, the idea that happiness exists somewhere else. Exactly. And happiness only ever really exists, oh, you know, whatever happiness is. But, you know, a sense of contentment only ever exists from within. Contentment's the big one. Because I've done this. I travelled, lo- you know, before lockdown, but just a few years before that, when I was doing a lot of international stuff, all the time, on planes, trains, automobiles, like John. It, 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 it was fun for about a week. <laughs> and then after that, it's just monotony, and you're not surfing, and you're not doing the things that you want to do. So I, I completely say, I, I, the, 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 there is something f- profoundly con- contenting in just being and just being somewhere that it, where there's a sort of routine sometimes, and it can be close to home than you think. So no, I love that. But Ben Gravy is a, a legend. I just watched very very quickly. Quickly was the uh, there's lots of it on there, but Nathan Florence's coverage of the Eddie Aco event. Whoa, man, those weights. Oh, I was talking about pipeline last week. Uh, obviously you know, being out there and waves around sort of Hawaii, holy moly, you get the chance to check that out. They are waves of consequence and how people even paddle for that stuff astonishes me. So yeah, check that that was pretty impressive. I, I saw there's a one worth, there's lots of so, uh, surf media actually because of, of the eddy yeah. uh, that came from that. That's always just great viewing. And yeah. it, it, it's just seeing humans go through their own version of what, scares them yeah. and being outside the comfort zone we're so drawn to that because we are all in our own unique ways yeah. d- trying our best to do that and explore the boundaries of our comfort zone and you saw Koa Smith going out at um, what do they call it it's that wave in in Hawaii it's not Waimea I think it's just called ah oh, it'll come to me in a second mm. but it's the one that Jamie has mm. ridden a lot Jamie O'Brien it's just this big A-framey massive outer reefy thing whatever mm. anyway it's blue it's massive yeah. And Coa Smith goes out in stuff that he doesn't normally go out in and it's about another 5, 10, 15 feet more than he normally would. And he's got these massive boys, got these inflatable vests and everything. Just seeing what he's going through mentally before going in and really makes compelling viewing because you sort of, we do get so many surf clips. Yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. But when you actually get a vlog where someone's like, Whoa, you can see the fear on his face. It's, it's very powerful because yeah. we sort of go, oh yeah, you know, we're all human. Yeah. Even if you're the top of the game. It's all relative. Yep, all relative. Cool. Guys, thanks so much for having us. We'll Enjoyed, be back again soon. Yeah, we're enjoying this, so uh, thanks for joining us every week. We, we're hugely appreciative of your uh, of your ears. There you go. Yeah. Really cool. Stay see, in touch. See you soon. See you soon, guys. Bye.